Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. Monitoring an industry that burns through 2% of all power in the U.S. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. The business of minting new Bitcoin here in the United States is growing bigger by the day. Listen to this. In January of 2020, just over 3% of all Bitcoin mined anywhere in the world were mined here. In just two years, that figure ballooned to almost 38%. As we've talked about on this show, mining Bitcoin and some other cryptocurrencies burns through a lot of power. And this week, the Energy Information Administration has started tracking this activity on a whole new level. The federal agency has done some of this work on its own, sifting through articles in the press and company reports. But now we'll start collecting information from cryptocurrency miners themselves about where they're operating and how much energy they're using. I asked Mark Morey, the senior advisor for electricity analysis at the EIA, why they're doing this now. The difficulty is, even though we were able to conduct our own survey, um, there are lots of resources that we could do, we really don't have a good handle upon the extent to which uh, energy use by cryptocurrency miners is occurring, both regionally, uh, total amount, just a lot of uh, unknown with regards to that. So that's why we we came up with this survey and um, have gotten approval to to send it out to a collection of respondents. Yeah. And that's why we led to where we are today with regards to the, the press release and the study that you saw last week. Yeah. And I'm really struck by the, the stat that's in your recent analysis on this. You estimate annual electricity use from cryptocurrency mining in the U.S. is somewhere between 0.6% and 2.3% of electricity consumption. Either side of that range sounds like a lot to me, but also it is such a wide range, which I think speaks to how little we really know about the extent of this activity. That's true. Um, it is a wide range, but let's back up and look at the numbers for first. Okay. If you look at the total amount of electricity, obviously when you're coming up with these percentages, you have to have two numbers. You have to have the number for what we believe energy use is from crypto mining operations versus the total. 
And the total is the number we collect. Uh, that's one of the, the great attributes of EIA is we're mm-hmm. collecting all kinds of data. So we have a very solid number about what electricity demand has been month by month, year by year. So we have a good measuring in terms of to come up with that percentage. When you look at those percentages, those are strictly estimates, okay? But as the report said that was published on Friday, it was a function of a top-down analysis that we conducted using um, several existing sources that track not so much energy per se, but also just overall activity in, in, in the crypto mining area. Um, so we looked at those estimates that were provided by others on a top-down, and then we did our own bottom-up. So we did internal investigations about the number of sites that we saw that was doing current, cryptocurrency mining. We, we looked at reports. We looked on the Internet. We looked at financial documents, just about anything we could to try to come up with a census. The second part of that was, was after we identified individual sources, we would then see if they published, let's say, a, uh, a number in terms of megawatts of capacity that they believed or estimated that they were using. So that allowed us to come up with a number. Uh, if you were to multiply uh, the number of sites we found by how much energy they said they were consuming to come up with a bottom-up figure. And all the range is is just sort of taking a look at uh, very little activity in terms of crypto mining versus a large amount or the maximum amount. And that's where those percentages come from. But mm-hmm. clearly, those are just estimates, which is why we need better, more concrete data, which is the reason for the survey. And how hard has it been to identify crypto mining activity to this point? Because these facilities are very mobile, right? They can pick up and leave, go to a place where electricity is cheaper. So that seems like an added complication in keeping tabs on all of this. Absolutely. And not only are the facilities themselves mobile, but the machines that are in those facilities are also mobile too. You know, you could find where maybe a facility was located in one location. They decided to move it because maybe there was cheaper electricity in another location. So they might move the whole, you know, the, all of the machines. Or we've seen instances where you had a location that had a lot of machines, but then some were bought and moved into another location. So there was significant transferring of facilities that were going on, which which also has led us to the reason why we've come out and asked for approval to do this survey. We'll be right back. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Mark Morey, Senior Advisor for Electricity Analysis at the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Are you going to be engaging with um, community officials, in any of these places, I know that, you know, based on my own reporting on cryptocurrency mining, my impression has been they want this information, too, because they there is a black box to a lot of these people that run the local utility, that run the local, you know, county administrative office. They can't charge taxes if they don't know how much use is happening. Um, I was sort of surprised by the extent of the um, opacity of this. Well, the, the information we're collecting is, if, if you get on, you can see the form. You can see what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, this survey is st- strictly trying to identify the location and the amount of energy being used at these um, these facilities. 
Um, it's also, we're trying to get the information by month. And I should also say the survey is focused around a uh, facility level reporting structure, meaning that if you were a, a company and you had three or four facilities, we would, we're trying to collect data for those individual facilities so we can understand how much activity is going on there. Now, as, with regards to the information, once we've received it, uh, it's up to us to then compile it in a way that will give people an understanding about the extent of energy use for this sector. And that's all going to be public information. What are some tangible outcomes that might come of this data? What are you hoping for? Well, we're hoping to get a, a good appreciation for the um, energy use of this sector. A lot of this survey is an effort just to get an understanding of the magnitude of this. Is it greater than we're expecting? Is it less than that? So that's really where we are at this point. And to what end? What do you do with that information once you have it in hand? Okay, so ideally, it'll be publicly available information for people to use that hopefully will help them get a better understanding of this energy sector. As I said, if you go on to our website, you'll find dozens of these surveys. And I think people go there to to find out data that represents what's going on in the energy business. That was Mark Morey with the EIA. In case you were wondering, as I did, if this new push for data by the EIA has anything to do with the recent approval of spot Bitcoin ETFs, Mark assured me it does not. That decision, you'll recall, was announced last month by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Analyst Ben Hertz-Shargell of the consultancy Wood McKenzie told us recently he expects demand for the original cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, will only grow because of that decision. As you might imagine, none of this is sitting well with the cryptocurrency industry. My Marketplace colleague, reporter Henry Epp, has been reporting on that angle. He spoke with a rep from the Texas Blockchain Council who told him cryptocurrency mining companies could be at a competitive disadvantage if federal authorities release what he calls proprietary information. No surprise, they're considering whether to take legal action. We've posted a link to all of that on our website, marketplacetech.org. Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending, like, all my tips. I was definitely spending, like, $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.